0: Good morning, church. Go ahead and stand with us this morning. We worship the Lord together. when you say, I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Like, whoo, that is crazy, crazy heavy and awesome. Like God sent his son for you to die on the cross, not only for your sins, but to restore you back to him as a child of God. Whoo, incredible and awesome. Um, welcome to church. Welcome to Hill City. Yes, I'm so excited to be here this morning. Man. Man. If you're a guest, welcome. If this is your first time. Welcome. We're so excited that you're here. Um, this is our simple church setup. We just we love um, coming together in unity and worshiping God together, and just um, lifting up one voice. It's so um, edifying and encouraging to hear your brothers and sisters in Christ, and just everyone around you lift their voices to God. There's something so powerful and so um, releasing. It unlocks things, and uh, so we're just we're so thankful you're here today. Let me pray this morning, and we'll get started uh, with worship. Lord, we just invite you into this time. We invite you into this place. Lord, we've come to worship you and you alone. You are so holy and so worthy, God. I just thank you, Jesus, for what you're going to do in this service. We just... Um, We come expecting, God, for you to do miracles in this place, for you to um, open eyes, open hearts and ears today, God, to receive something new from you today, God, to walk further into our relationship with you and into our destiny toward you. We just thank you. We honor you in this time. In the name of Jesus, I pray. song this morning. And it's based on Isaiah's vision in the Bible, where he saw the throne room of God. And he saw and the angels surrounding the throne of God. And all they could do is say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And they just continue. One of them starts holy, another says holy, the other says holy. It never stops because that. holiness of the God we serve. And this week, I, th- I feel like there's been a lot of people who've been going through some stuff. Um, the enemy's trying real hard to get some people to give up, doing some very clever things. And today, I, I challenge you to just let it go and to say, God, you are holy. No matter what I'm going through, you are holy praise you hallelujah to your name no matter what I'm facing I praise you anyway if you'll just close your eyes for a moment and in your heart just decide right now that you're going to choose in this moment to step toward God even though you might be facing something insurmountable on your own just let the God of heaven and earth come and surround you right now. Fill this place, God. just challenge you today sing it out sing we're singing with all of heaven right now with all the angels in the throne room around the throne of God holy church would you just lift your hands and surrender sing place with his praise this morning
1: Thank you, Lord, And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Lord, and you've set us free. It is for freedom that you've set us free, God, and we thank you that today we can be free from the burdens we came in here carrying, God, and we say you are holy this morning. God, you're bigger than our circumstance, God, bigger than the mountain that we're facing, Lord, and we will press on, Jesus, thank you, Lord, that you take our burdens, Jesus and you set us free God we worship you this morning we thank you that you're in our midst Lord and that we can come boldly before your throne of grace you're so good we worship you in Jesus name amen thank you for worshiping with us you can be seated this morning welcome to Hill City Church how many know church is not just for the big people Not just for the adults. You might notice we have some younger friends here with us. We've got our Hill City Kids friends. And they're not junior Christians. Hello. Right? They don't sort of pray. They might be kind of a Christian. They might sort of believe in the Bible. Right? Right, here. Come on up here. Can you pray for us? So do Hill City kids give? Do we give? Are we generous? Yes. Do Hill City kids worship? Yes. Do Hill City kids pray? Do Hill City kids learn about God, right? And we live for him? Awesome. See all my friends? They're so cool. You can go be seated. Thank you. So we're going to give this morning. and while we're giving, I'm going to show you something that we do in Hill City Kids. It's called a sword drill. So it's a fun way to uh, use our Bible at church. What a novel concept. Did anyone bring their Bible today? Ooh, this old thing? I just use my phone. We get The kids get prizes for bringing their Bible to church. And sometimes we get a kid that's like, um, I brought my phone. My Bible's on my phone. I'm like, uh, that doesn't count. Not in Hill City Kids, because they're kids. They don't, they don't really need their phone in church, right? Um, but we encourage kids to bring their Bible, and not just because we're going to study every single book of the Bible on Sunday morning, but because if they bring it to church, they might actually keep it out and consider reading it on Monday or Tuesday. What a concept, right? Michael, will you come up? Um, in Hill City Kids, we're, we're giving... Right now, we, we like to do these little service projects. You know, we did the foster care bags for kids entering foster care, and we've done homeless care packages. We did kindness stones. So, our next project is we're going to be making uh, decorating tissue and hand sanitizer for nurses' workstations, and then um, giving them to nurses and just thanking them for the work that they do. They all voted on what they wanted to do. And that's what the kids voted on. So if they want to bring their money to church, that's what it's gonna go towards. And we encourage kids, if you get a dollar this week for your allowance, how much should you bring to church? 10 cents, right? A 10th of what we get comes and we give it to God. So I know not all kids have a job have to tithe but uh, we want to encourage our kids to be generous if you could learn to be generous when you're a kid imagine how much more generous you would be as an adult right if we can learn to kind of let things not have such a firm grip as a child and learn to be generous now then I think they'll be more generous adults so would you pray for offering because people are here today and they want to give to God Will you pray for us today i pray for offering
0: and that
1: um we would use this to help the church and to honor god and that everyone here will finally believe in him in jesus name pray amen amen his prayers are not junior prayers they don't count half as much to god right they god hears the cries of our heart so if you have your bible would you hold it by oh you can pass those around thank you guys we'll do this while we're giving if you brought your bible we're going to do a sword drill who has a bible anyone friends ava's got hers so you hold it by the binding and it has to be fair so you have to hold it straight up by the binding And then I'm going to call out a scripture. And whoever can be the first to get it, I don't have a prize on me, but I will give you a prize. Okay? So the only way you can participate is your Bible's up in the air. Hold it up by the binding. All the way, straight arm, Mark. We gotta be fair. Straight armed. If your Bible is really big, like Heather's, Everly brought her Bible the other day and it was so big she had to hold it like. It was too heavy for her. Uh, All right, are we ready? Okay, so I'm going to say the scripture, and then we'll race to find it. Ready? Romans 5.8. Go, 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 go. Who can find it? New Testament or Old Testament? New Testament. Romans 5.8 is in the New Testament. Who's finding it? We need, like, Mission Impossible music. Yes. Well, I lead our children's ministry, and every week we are... Learning the Word. The reason we have them here on the fifth Sunday is this is intentional. This is not like we just were kind of sick of being back in the gym, so we brought them here today. The reason we have them here is so they can learn, because some things are caught and not taught, right? So if they can watch you. Come on up if you found it. If they can watch you guys worship and you guys listen to an entire sermon, oh, my goodness, there's no activities or games Right, kids need to see this is what church is. When you grow up, I want them to feel comfortable sitting in a congregation. So that's why they're here, they're watching you, they're seeing how you give, right? They're seeing if you brought your Bible, they're seeing how you respond to God and worship. So this is critical time that we want them to grow up to walk it out, right? This is part of discipleship is training them. You can actually worship God with your kids at home. What an idea. It sounds so crazy. Like, well, that's kind of churchy. I don't know. But just put on some Hillsong. That's my personal favorite. But put on whatever worship music you love and just worship. And you would be surprised the kids will come around and enjoy it. They will participate. And they love it, right? They're hungry. God puts a hunger in our hearts for him. Okay, who was here first? Help me. Who was here first? You were here first? All right, Romans 5.8. But God demonstrates his own love
0: toward us in that way and that, that while we were still sinners, so Christ died for us.
1: Woo! Good job! Did you guys find it too? Yeah. Do you want to read it? No. no I don't yes. really, I know it. It's Romans five five, eight. 6, 7, 8. But good
2: demonstrations... His own love for us in this while we were still sinners, Chris died for us.
1: Woo. Do you want to read it too?
0: But, good I mean, but God demonstrates His one love for us in this while we were still sinners.
1: Christ died for us. Ooh, Romans 5.8. Isn't that powerful? To hear kids read the Bible. Right? That's awesome. So train up a child in the way it should go, and when he gets old, he won't depart from it. I'm taking too much time, but who's coming up? Are you coming up? But I really believe if we'll, just the simple thing of reading a scripture, opening a Bible and letting your child read it, it's powerful. So we're... We're raising up the next generation of the kingdom of God.
3: At this time, we're going to play a video, so uh, watch this with us. I want you guys to get into groups for sure. Right. We have uh, pamphlets that we uh, passed out and we have pamphlets right here as well. So if you need one, please get into a group. We have uh, a bunch of groups going right now. And we have five groups going and we want you to go into a group and we're doing all the same thing. We're studying all the same thing. We're going to talk about the message and even if you didn't uh, come on a Sunday, it's perfectly easy to continue. But the big thing that we want to do in groups this year is that we, wanna, we want to, of course, fellowship, but we want to learn God's word together. We want to pray over one another. And uh, lastly, we want to have a mission that all of us, we're going to serve together. We're going to learn how to celebrate together but also serve together. So each group in amongst themselves will pick a service project that they are going to be a part of. Of course, this is the fall. You know, November's coming up. December's coming up. So there's needs. There's a lot of needs going around. But I want you to partake in serving, in praying for one another, and in the fellowship. Know that it's internal and it's external. that That it's upward towards God. It's outward towards people. It's inward towards us. And it's what we do together that's our that's our four values right devoted to god on the mission self uh, spiritually disciplined and and community together those are our desires for our church you guys still with me all right, I want you to do that. This is, more, this is more than just doing church, guys. This is for your spiritual growth. Groups is about our growth, that we are taking one step towards God. I love the songs that we sang today about holiness and about seeking and finding God. In Jeremiah 29, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. God says, I will be found by you. When was the last time? That God moved on your heart. Has it been a while? Has it been a while? Has it been when's the last time that God has spoke to your heart to move on behalf of others, to move on behalf of Him? I believe that God is constantly speaking to us, but we there has to be a seeking and finding. And the seeking and finding moves me to the last song we sing. It's, it moves us to holiness. Holiness is a consecration. It's to set yourself apart. It's to be different. Be altogether holy. Holiness is not saying all the right Christianese. Like you would know all the Christianese vocabulary. When to put your hands up, sit down. That's good. That's Christian culture. But holiness is actually setting your life apart for God. That's what it says in 1 Peter. That I be holy for I am. Am holy and in heaven you will know how holy how set-apart God is it will shock you how set-apart God is and there has to be a consecration like that in us and I, I pray that's our desire and so our groups the goal of groups I call it um, the mission of Hill City we exist for the glory of God and the wholeness of people that is the our vision and we do it by going and making Christ-like disciples Who love God deeply by loving people boldly. I want you to love people boldly, not the kind of kind of love you, but a a bold love where when they say, "Where is that coming from?" And then we can we can be and we can be an audience. We can be an, an answer to God. And I I hope that that's your desire, praying and seeking God. I hope that's your desire. And so, why do we do groups? And I call it this poverty. I believe that in our world, in making wholeness, I believe people need to are far from God. That's spiritual poverty, and there's also a social poverty and a physical poverty. And and this came just uh, this is just a word that God has been speaking over us. That our neighborhoods right now, we live in a pretty upper middle class neighborhood, right? We, we most people are not lacking in physical poverty, but most people are very alone. Candace was going; uh, she was working, and she was going from house to house just talking to our neighbors and this one lady she came out and said i am so glad you came to my house this is the best thing that happened to me today someone just talking to me just talking to me that is going on every day there was a social poverty epidemic taking place where people feel so alone that they're losing their minds. they're losing connection with one another and what happens when you lose connection with one another is you get super weird it's just true. When you spend just too much time with yourself, you could be a Christian, just spend too much time, oh, it's just me and God. No, God has established the church so we can be with one another so that someone with, with love for you says, you are getting weird, man. You're getting weird. You're just doing your own thing. You're off on yourself. It, it's, a, it's a balancing of our lives. We need people in our lives to say, man, I see this in your marriage, and, and, and it's awesome, or I see this in your marriage, and can I help you? I love you enough to say something. I love you enough to hold your hands or teach you of, of, of uh, how to deal with your finance and how to, how to parent better. Right? I would lo- I, if, I was, if I was 20 years old and I had a child, I would love for someone in their 40s to be like, hey, here's some steps to better parenting. Because you guys have gone through it and you're like, we did that, don't do that. right? <laughs> don't do that. Or we did this, don't do this. Or do that, continue doing that. You guys are doing so well. It's so beautiful when the body of Christ moves like the body of Christ. Right? And then we can be there for one another. And I believe that's the part of social poverty. So the, the three poverties, again, it's the spiritual poverty. And the, the verse that I have is the Great Commission. Matthew, uh, um, um, God told us in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I will be with you always. Think about that that God will be with us as we go. It's not as we stay, God, do something in me, right, so I can do something. God's like, no, I'm going to get you going a little bit, and then you will see me going through you, right? Sometimes we're always waiting for God to do something in us before we go work through us. Sometimes we got to be going and making. we got to be moving. If When you're moving for God, God is, starts to move through you. I'm telling you, when you're sitting and waiting, a, car, a parked car is very hard to move, right? It takes a while. It needs to accelerate. But when you're going just a little bit, man, God can put some boosts on you, some nitrous on you. So we got to be going for spiritual poverty it means people without Jesus. When was the last time you cried for someone or you, or you got saddened because people were so far from God and it broke your heart? When was the last time? Remember when you used to think and care and, and, and your heart was so just, just wanting to see your mom or dad or someone know Christ. Remember when it used to break your heart? I believe there's many people, there's so many people, there, what it, I believe it's uh, 96 or 93% of people in Thornton, in one mile from here, do not even attend a local church. Do not proclaim Jesus as Lord at all. So the opportunity is massive. It's not just, oh, here and here. No, the opportunity that we have, I don't see that as a bad thing. I see that as the calling that we have as our church to go and make disciples. We need to take one step. I'm asking you to take one step of praying. Just start by praying, God, give me break my heart for the things that break your heart. Start praying that in the morning. When I leave for work today, Break my heart for the things that break my heart and open my eyes today so that I can see the spiritual poverty, that I can see the social poverty, that I can see the physical poverty. And what I mean by physical poverty is that if you can provide, there's some people in, 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 in children's situations where they need a bed in their house or they'll take their kids away out of their house. All they need is a bed. You guys, wait, I could provide a bed, right? I could buy a bed, or I can provide food for a week just because uh, they got fired from the job. We could do little things for physical poverty, right? Other things are like connections. Some, of, some people just need a job, and we have connections in this room, and you can connect them to a new job that would change not only their lives, but their whole family. I call that capacity. Capacity is your gifting your talents, it's also your finances, and also your connection. That's our capacity. It's what we have, what we're built with. And we have a lot of connections that other people need. And that I consider, those are the three areas that I, ha- I believe happens in groups. There's a moment in time in groups, someone's gonna say, this is my need, or I have this available to you. And I believe there's beautiful, powerful people in this room right now that have a lot in them but God wants you to go so that that can flow out of you. you. When you go, God flows, man. When you go, God flows out of you. If you stay and wait, if you're, unless God's telling you to stop, but he's telling us to go, that's the mission of God, right? I believe that we are going to be so frustrated. If you're frustrated, and, and many times I get frustrated, if you're frustrated about your faith, it's because I believe it's the lack of going. The lack of trust in God. And first I talked about holiness, purity, and faith. are setting ourselves apart. Purity means that we actually set ourselves apart. And it's purity, I'm going to talk about purity. There's some things that we're watching that we shouldn't be watching, guys. There's some things I'm watching that I've been convicted by this week. I should not be watching that. I'm not just talking about pornography, guys. I'm talking about all sorts of things. I'm talking about shows that we watch. I'm talking about things that we listen to that's not good for our souls. Man, be okay of being pure for God, setting yourself apart, because purity matters. It says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see the kingdom of God. They will see God move. Kids, when you set yourself up for purity, when you say, I'm not going to watch this, I'm not going to listen to this, I'm going to focus on God, you will see God move through you. You will. Blessed are the pure in heart. And it will inc- begin to increase your faith. It does. So I pray in groups that we pray for one another, that we serve for social poverty, spiritual poverty, and, and uh, physical poverty, and that we are blessed and the pure in heart. And we're going to challenge each other. Man, is there things that we need to confess? It says in the Bible in James five sixteen, confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. There's healing in confessing to one another. You don't need to confess to me. I'm not your priest. I'm not. I'm not. I can't always carry everything for you, but there's a family of God that can carry with you. And we have a priest, the high priest in the Hebrews named Jesus Christ, who will carry your burdens and then send you to go. Amen? Amen. Watch this next video with me.
4: The idea of going and meeting my neighbors, I don't put priority. I've never put priority on it. The biggest barrier would be time. At the end of the day, it feels like there's nothing left. I'm tapped out. Both me and my wife have full-time jobs and she's taking classes. Uh, Aside from that, I do part-time work for Uber, driving uh, people around. Then we have four kids, so there's band practice, there's after-school activities, there's birthday parties, the things that they wanna do with their friends. Also, I help my mother run errands throughout the week. Then there's a whole other list of activities and friends that we support in our community. We are extremely busy. Hey man. <laughs> We've been challenged to see if we can find time in our busy schedule to meet our neighbors. What do you think we can do?
1: I think it's a matter of
5: just everybody's being outside.
4: Well, during the week seems completely out of the question.
1: Monday is just that all around hectic day. Tuesday, hectic. I'm at school. Wednesday.
4: We usually take that day to fill in stuff that we're already too busy to do on Monday and Tuesday.
6: On Thursday, i school. In school. And Friday.
4: It's family night. All right. Tonight, it would normally be a family night. You know, we would relax, you know, order pizza, but we're gonna go outside with the family. If we see people in the neighborhood, we're gonna introduce ourselves, try to get to know our neighbors. Over here, right here. Good job. To not bother people, to not engage people, it seems as though the world has changed in such a way to where that's normal now. How's it going? How y'all doing? My name is Jay. I live right over there, 3504 come and introduce myself. I believe in a in a God that asks us to go above and beyond what the normal person might. I think I owe it to reach out. The results might be shocking. Well, if you ever need anything
3: Oh same if y'all need something just come and knock her or something
4: Appreciate that. All right David I probably made it a big Deal in my head, but in reality, it was really simple. Hey, how's it going? Mind if I come up? Oh. My name is Jay. Jay Lamar. Loving my neighbors it really means, you know, treating the people around me the way I would want, you know, to be treated. Hey, so if you ever need some help, or if you ever just want to hang out, you know, extend the invitation. You know, just come hang out. You know, it's Jay, you know, All know right. what I'm saying? So right, just Even though we're very busy, it was worth it. I feel like I actually established a bond with those guys that I didn't have before.
5: to you guys just a little bit of just um, a challenge that we're going to be setting forward in our church. Um, I loved that video because I think most of us can kind of relate to what that man was saying. We all have busy lives. Most of us um, either work or have a lot of commitments with our kids. We're just busy people. And um, I think the, the thing I loved about watching that video was that he didn't have to like spend a lot of money or create a big um, event. He honestly just walked outside his own door and started meeting his neighbors. And that's one of the things that um, as Hill City, as we're moving forward, we wanna really try to reach out and get to know our community better um, here in Thornton Um, I don't know about you guys, but our family used to be a lot like what he was saying in the beginning, like, you know, you just kind of like pull up into your driveway, you shut the garage door, you kind of like go into your house, and you don't even really know the people who live next door to you or two doors down. And we lived that way for eight years. And it was really lonely. We didn't know anybody in our neighborhood. And whenever we would hear these kind of challenges, it just seemed too overwhelming because we kind of felt like we'd already maybe been there too long to get to know people. And so about two years ago, we moved um, to North Thornton. And my husband and I were like, we're going to do things different this time. Um, We're going to actually try to be better neighbors. And the ironic thing is that we moved onto a street that had like, 45 children and um, they actually were better neighbors than we have ever been to other people. They really reached out to our family. Um, within just a week or two of us living there, people were bringing us food and making us dinner and and just really even teaching us how to be good neighbors. And um, as many of you guys know, our daughter was sick last year and spent a week in the hospital. And um, our neighbors just pulled through for us. Our next-door neighbor watched our kids for us quite a bit. We had one neighbor who drove down in a snowstorm to bring us just a big box of snacks. I mean, it was just so sweet. And um, so we were just really blessed by, by getting to know our neighbors and by having them in our lives. Then when we were kind of in a crisis, they were able to really reach out to us. And um, so we're really going to start challenging um, our congregation, challenging myself to be a better neighbor. I love that our kids are in here today. I'm actually looking at quite a few of mine. Um, I love that they're in here because if you want to learn about being a good neighbor, uh, look at children because kids are actually great neighbors. My kids are much better neighbors than I am. Um, My little boy Jackson last year, you know, when we were doing the the Easter egg, uh, we were filling candy. He rounded up, like, all these neighbor kids to come to our living room, and they were filling the eggs for our church. Like, if your kid went home with a basket, it was probably filled by some of my neighbors, and it was like a sweatshop. He would pay them in candy. It was great, but, like, he just got them so excited and so involved, and, um, you know, my daughter last year, at around the same time, she was outside, and she was talking to our neighbor, um, Sonia, and she's a little bit older, and I don't know if they have children, but um, they don't have any kids that live at their house, and she was just talking to them, and the woman said, "Um, yeah, you know, we don't really do much for Easter, and so my daughter came home, and she was like, mom, Sonia doesn't, she's not going to get an Easter basket, like, we have to get her an Easter basket, and I was like, that seems really weird. So I was like, really? You want to do that? She's like, yes, I will pay for it myself. And so we went to King Super and Brooklyn bought a chocolate bunny and, and filled up this little basket and gave it to our next door neighbor. And we got this sweetest thank you note back that it just really had touched her. And it's just sometimes those simple things like it doesn't always have to be a grand gesture. It doesn't have to take a lot of time or a lot of money Um, It's just the simple things of just being aware of what's right next door to us. So um, I don't know. If so, I would just say, if you want to learn how to be a good neighbor, look at your kids. I know my kids are always inviting 100 children over all the time, and I'm more like, oh, gosh, I don't know if I can handle this. But they are, like, so invitational, and I just love it. So we're going to give an opportunity for you guys, kids, to – Kind of come up with some ideas and candace is going to talk to you about that
6: hi guys how are you i feel like everyone's half asleep so i want everyone to fake laugh out loud right now uh i need more i need more <laughs> okay then it really makes you laugh right that's the point <laughs> okay i think some of you weren't participating but You won't get a star for today. No, just kidding. Everyone gets a star. That's how the world works now. Just kidding. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, I uh, just like Mark and Julie were saying, there's such simple ways to go out of your way, but really, you don't even have to go out of your way. Just holding a door open for somebody who's maybe... um, in a wheelchair, right? Or if there is um, an elderly couple, I see this a lot, where they're trying to help each other get their dro- groceries in the car, right? And just stopping, like in the middle of your day, and being like, "Let me load those groceries for you." Like I have two minutes to do that. And um, even kids, you guys, if somebody drops their books, right? Do you just like keep walking by, like that's too bad? But just be like, "I know that's embarrassing. Let me help you. It's okay, you know." I hope you have a better day so just thinking of those simple acts and simple ways to sometimes it doesn't even take money or it doesn't take you giving somebody something it's just stopping and recognizing that like I'm gonna I'm gonna notice you in this moment and so I think that's really important for us to remember and we can forget that so easily so um I was going to talk about some other things, but we're just going to go straight to it so we can have like probably about seven minutes of groups together um, so we can have ideas. But the whole reason we um, are doing this today is because... uh, it took John and I about six years, but we finally did it about a year ago, and we invited our neighbors. Like The kids um, made invitations for our neighbors and told them the day and told them to bring their drinks and bring their lawn chairs, and we brought our like dinky Walmart fire pit out into the front um, driveway because we have a smaller street, and we just told them to bring their chairs, and we would do s'mores all together, and some of the other neighbors wanted to help, so I'm not trying to like toot our home It took us six years to do it, and it was super simple, Um, and all of our neighbors on our street came, and it was just really cool. The kids rode bikes. The kids hung out. Some of them were not the same age at all, but it still worked out. The adults brought their chairs and whatever drinks they wanted, and then it was just amazing. It was an amazing time of connection that we wouldn't have had with our neighbors if we didn't just take that tiny step, and it definitely took too long, and then so as a result of that, yes, Yesterday, one of our neighbors across the street, Oscar and Luce, they had been working on their deck for like five months. So the poor guy, I mean, we would see him like shoveling rocks like for days. And um, so he's like, the deck's done. You know, we want you guys to come over to our barbecue. So then he invited all of our neighbors over. So you just never know when just something simple like inviting someone in and then they feel the liberty to invite you in too, And it doesn't have to be complicated um literally all we had was like some more stuff and a raggedy fire pit like from Walmart that I think one leg was broken so it just didn't matter they didn't care about that they just loved that someone invited them in so the whole reason that we're talking to you today about groups is because people need accountability people need community and so many times we forget that that's a priority because life is so busy right we forget and we kind of put other things before that so that's why we just want to get back to the place to where we know we need that just as much as other people around us need that. So, um, some friends of ours, they don't attend our church. They're just an amazing couple that loves to give. We were telling, John and I were telling them this summer about the s'mores because they love to invite people over to their home. So, we were telling them about it. And they said, if, and we, that's when we were doing the neighboring um, series. And so, they said, if you guys do this with the church, we will pay for you to like, have whatever you need for people to take a basket and invite people into their home. So it doesn't just have to be your neighbors. Maybe it's somebody that you've worked with for three years and you've never connected with on a, on a level besides work. So it, it's not like it has to be your neighbors. But um, so basically they gave us $800 to be able to buy baskets, to provide our church so we can start reaching outside of these walls. And so that's what we're doing today. We're talking about get connected with groups and we're talking about if you feel like this is out of your comfort zone, if you feel like, I don't know, I've never really hosted people that I don't know that well, basically these baskets provide everything that you need to be able to invite some people into your home. So it, it provides a gift card. It provides, Julie worked so hard on this. I mean, I think she probably went to the store like 40 times. And then we had ladies help us put the baskets together. And so it's just a really cool opportunity. She'll give more instruction in a few minutes on it. And we're just going to take seven minutes. And um, let's do this. And we have the kids with us. So I think it'll be really fun. And we're going to answer three questions. And if you'll help me put those up, Tina, that would be amazing. Um, so if you could invite anyone to your home, who would it be? I mean, maybe Beyonce, maybe Mickey Mouse, maybe a Pokemon. You guys can laugh. It's okay. It's 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 light. We're getting light. What are some hesitations you have about reaching out to your neighbors? And what are some simple ways you could reach out? And it doesn't have to be your neighbors again, it can be anyone in your life that you currently don't know well. So Let's get into groups for five to seven minutes, and then we'll just give more instruction on if you would like to take a basket, if you would like to join a group. And um, let's just talk about this. Maybe we can get some music. Groups of of like five-ish, 18.
5: Okay, we're going to kind of wrap up. Thank you guys. I know you guys could talk forever and honestly you guys can as soon as I'm done talking for one second. Okay, I just wanted to explain really quick for those of you guys... Um, for those of you guys who may have seen um, our baskets out on the foyer those are not for sale you just get to take one which is awesome um, everything in there is free and so we have eight of them so the first eight people that are willing to take a basket and the, really the only catch is that we want you guys to use that basket to um, have people into your home like Candace said whether it's co-workers or whether it's neighbors just someone God, i can't talk just someone that maybe you could sorry i've had a lot of um illness lately so it just as long as it's not somebody that you would normally have over like this isn't for you to invite your mom and dad over or your best friend it's someone different someone that's a little bit out of your comfort zone so if you want to do that, the baskets are gonna be out there. You can um, take one. All we ask is that you give us your phone number, your email address, and um, we'll just touch base with you in a couple weeks to ask you how the event went. And we really wanna hear feedback so that we know whether or not this um, actually works. And if it does work, then we're gonna do it again. And so if the first eight baskets go quickly, sign up on the sign up sheet that says, I would, I would have done this if there was another basket. And then when we make more, you guys will be on the top of the list and you will get a basket. Um, so those are gonna be out in the foyer. Um, and just while we're wrapping up here, Um, Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Mark is reminding me, when you guys actually do this, like, we want to be able to share with the people who gave the money for these baskets, um, where their money went to. So we would ask that you would just take some pictures while you're doing your event. You know, if you guys are eating dinner, take a picture or two. Um, And so then that way we can give them that feedback and be like, you know, the, the money, the grant that you guys gave us really did go to the purpose that you intended it for. So um, those baskets are going to be in the back. I also am going to challenge you guys to go ahead and start signing up for groups. You don't need to wait until the very last minute. We would love for you to start signing up for groups now. And while I have everybody's attention, and I, there's still kids in the room, I'm going to ask the kids, if you were a child, have you raise your hand if you were ever a part of a life group. Any time in your life that you had fun going to life group. Raise your hand, raise your hand. I see I see hands of kiddos who have been in life groups. And I just wanted to challenge you guys as parents, every single one of our life groups this year is kid friendly. So even if you have a hard time getting up the courage to go to a life group for yourself, I'm going to encourage you guys to sign up because the kids love it and it makes a big difference. My kids talk about Life Group all the time. Remember when we used to do this with our Life Group? They're excited about um, us restarting this as being kid-friendly, so make sure you sign up. The way you sign up is either on our app or just text the leader. Say, guess what? I'm coming to your group. Count me in. I'm bringing my 13 children. That's fine, and then that leader's going to have a heart attack, but it's okay. Um, So go ahead and just start signing up for that now. Um, Paul, do you what? Do you want to pray? Huh? Where? Oh, John O, did you want to pray us out today? All
3: right. I'm gonna just pray. I'm gonna pray you guys out. But if you guys need to get in groups, get in groups now. Sign up before they get so packed out, because then we will. <laughs> we will we, we would need to put a stop on some of them, all right? Because they're getting pretty packed, just to uh, throw that out there. Please, please, please sign up. But I'm going to pray. Some of you guys, I also believe that uh, God has called you to lead a group, and, and, the, and you guys have said no, but I hope that, uh, that there's some conviction and that God would speak to your heart and you would say yes to groups and to even lead a group, all right? So I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for a very simple Sunday, Lord God, about loving our neighbors and coming together to make a difference, because people are far from you, and we believe Jesus is the greatest gift, the best news that we could give, Lord God, for our lives and for those neighbors far from you and for those we love deeply, Lord God. I thank you for Hill City Church, Lord God. I thank you for the children, and I pray, Lord God, the greatest thing we can do is just to say yes to Jesus and take one step of faith, even if it's small, Lord God, to trust you for the outcome. We love you and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. I want you guys to one last thing, there's 21 days of prayer and fasting coming up, and I want you guys to join me on the prayer and fasting. You can fast a meal a day, you can fast something, you can fast your Facebook, your, your uh, social medias, whatever you want to do. But for 21 days, I want you to set yourself apart for God. On the 17th, we're going to have a prayer meeting, and we're going to meet at the gathering at 6:30. I'll give you more details as it's coming up, but we're going to be praying hard and asking God to move. Amen. He's going to move through us, in us, before he moves through us. And we're going to believe that. God bless you guys.